1: Once again, you got Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on WebTalkRadio.net. That's WebTalkRadio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holiday, and rocks have been splitting again. And this time, what is? We got a new country in the world. <laughs> and it's uh, about six city blocks in Seattle, Washington. What well, used to be Seattle, Washington. I don't know what they're going to call it now. Chaz is the new country. We'll talk about that in a minute. Got a lot of new developments going on, like always, with Donald Trump as president of the United States. A lot of rocks are splitting. And in all the chaos and turmoil, what? Well, Donald Trump, President Trump, just had a meeting, uh, a table discussion on race relations with some black leaders on June 10th last week. And we're going to bring you a couple of clips of that and talk about that today. Before we do, though, we really do need to look into this new country that's called CHAZ. Now, CHAZ, if you're not up to speed, if you had not heard about it, it is C-H-A-Z. And the uh, it's an acronym for Capitol Hill Auto- Autonomous Zone. Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Got that? CHAZ. And it is in the city of Seattle, some downtown districts, about six, seven blocks. And as we stand today when we record this, the Seattle mayor, Jenny Durkin, far, far left-wing liberal Democratic mayor, aren't all mayors left-wing, but she is further left-wing than most of the left-wing mayors. And now between her and the police chief is Carmen Best, and they're at odds about how to handle um, where the protesters have declared they are in charge. And and the police precinct boarded up and left. And they've both denied it. They said "Well, somebody, the the, uh, police chief, Carmen Best, said that she... Did not want to leave the police station, but she was ordered to. And then the mayor said, "Well, she didn't tell her to." So Best has accused the mayor of shirking her responsibilities as an elected official. She's allowing protesters to make it a police, no police officers there's police free zone, as they call it in Chaz. and it's uh, they they declare it cop free zone, but they have armed guards they have built a fence and who were the left the far left always says no walls no fences well they've built a fence to keep police out so they say and uh it's been over a week and uh and so maybe this new country's gonna grow let's see uh they've gotten a list of needs they need some veg and food i believe uh, and The police chief, um, uh, police officer uh, Chief Best is saying they're attempting to identify the leaders of the organized demonstrations and negotiate a deal to let officers back in the area. But they can't find who's leading it, but there's there's been reported uh, uh, rapes and crimes within this jurisdiction, but the, the police aren't allowed in. So what happens? well uh Bess says she had she has faith in the mayor and the mayor says uh it's gonna be a summer of love so who are the grown-ups here and, and what about the people living in here they have to come in and out through checkpoints armed by who knows they got their face covered up it could be isis for all we know hmm well do you want to live in that kind of country and I, I, I had a friend just came in from Nashville, Tennessee. Said they're putting up tents in Tennessee, and won't do the same thing in in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where you got a left wing mayor. And these mayors are saying, "Hey, it's it's not their property to give away. It's the people's, and they are an elected official to protect the city, protect." It's citizens, and they're saying, set up your own country. Well, the Seattle mayor has so far. <laughs> Are we going to see more of that and more of it? And, it, you know, I figure we will because what it does, it slows down business, and, and Democrats don't want business getting back started. They want everything get worse and worse till the election. So what's going on in Chaz? Um, we, we don't know who's in control. We got a police chief of Seattle that can't even get in parts of her own city. Um, they, and she was saying the calls for service have tripled. And, and the response to emergency calls, including rapes, robberies, and all sort of violent acts have been occurring in that area and we're not able to get to it. So what are the citizens of CHAZ doing? How are they living? How are they protecting the vulnerable? What are they doing about covid what about the health department? What about paying taxes? Oh, well, they said some of the businesses there are being asked to pay up. That's uh <laughs> something like a mafia would do. And who elected these people to take over? It's anarchy, folks. It's nothing but pure anarchy. And and uh, we got the media, uh, most of the mainstream Uh, Media is loving it and they're calling it a love fest. Why? Because they know it's going to probably call Donald Trump out because it looks like there's no being charged there. And Donald Trump, (coughs) the buck, like Harry Truman always said, the buck stops here. Well, maybe it doesn't and see out of Washington. Chaz. How about that? The new country of Chaz. Uh, I will say, whenever uh, you know, there was a few states got together and decided they'd form a new country back in 1861, but the President Abraham Lincoln at the time called it an insurrection, rebellion. He didn't call it a new country. He said, these people are rebelling against the orders of the United States of America. And it didn't end well for those states. It didn't end well at all. So Seattle, Washington, your love fest, uh, I don't know, could could they sue the mayor for people getting killed, raped, and robbed, and there's no police protection? Can a mayor be held accountable for that, or does she have immunity? Oh, they won't take away immunity from police officers and all these police reforms. Can't they take away immunity from elected officials, maybe? I don't know. Just something to think about. But it seems like Seattle, and at least those districts in there, are uh, under-occupied army. Uh, Well, Abraham Lincoln always said, wouldn't anybody ever attack us from the outside? We had oceans to protect us and a big army. But he said, if America is to fall, it will come from the inside. You can look inside of Seattle, Washington right now. And see the effects of this left-wing godless push of movement to destroy the foundations of America and if you want to do that then get out and keep tearing it down but that's not democracy that's not voting we believe in building up and making better and taking reforms where reforms need to be we had a show last week talking about the death of racism with George Floyd's life, death, would now would that be the beginning of the death of racism? Well, if you don't know about that and haven't heard about how uh, racism can be destroyed, go back and listen to last week's show. Just go to archives there and listen to last week's show. But I will have to tell you, in all the stuff that's going on, between coronavirus and businesses being shut down, trying to reopen, and then the protest, and then the, where the rioting and the looting happen, and there's still protest around. And where are the left wingers? They are there not with peaceful protesters. They are there to destroy, to tear up, to tear down, to act out because they hate America. Now, protesters, I'm not. The peaceful protesters, that's guaranteed in the Constitution to peacefully assemble. That's a thats a right guaranteed by the Constitution of the United States. And peaceful protesters, yes, protest all you want. And, and I was even a part of a couple of protests for George Floyd and a rally for justice for George Floyd. I believe in protesting, but it cannot go destructive, and it has to be peaceful. And we're not seeing this with the left-wingers. They want chaos, and they want to destroy, and they want to control. And that's a perfect example of what's going on in the new country of Chaz. And the mayor and the governor of Washington, Mr. N.C., he um uh, he ran for president, if you remember. Oh, you don't remember that name. Well, <laughs> uh, but the governor of Washington State said he didn't even know they'd taken over the city. So <laughs> I'm glad he sure didn't get, get, ever get to be president if he doesn't even know what's going on in the uh, biggest uh, city there in his state. Well, we, get, we do have to move on. We'll keep looking at the new country, Chaz, see how it builds up, see if... Uh, See what happens there. But uh, we'll keep you up to speed on that as uh, events warrant. Now, let's talk about what happened at the last week at the White House where President Trump had a roundtable about race relations. And how many, how many people heard about that? Oh, it didn't quite make it on the mainstream media, did it? Because it does not play their narrative. So it, you know it can't be news if it's not what they want to report so let's let's see what happened there I Well, that was an old clip from Boston talking about wanting to close their eyes Mm and just slip away. The sun is up. Everything is a good feeling. And don't you wish for the days before the coronavirus hit America. There's a part that, Donald Trump was building an economy, the best economy this country has ever seen, and it was working for the African-American community, working for the Latino community, working for every American who wanted to get out and work and find the jobs, and jobs were plentiful. And then the coronavirus hit, and like the president said, he, he had to shut it all down. And now with the death of George Floyd, which was a senseless, horrible death, and it's just imploded cities across America as far as the riots and looting. But it was set up by Antifa and and groups that were looking to uh, profit off the tragedy of George Floyd's death. There needs to be change, and there's going to be police reforms uh, that Donald Trump's talking about and that Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina working with the president and his team. But this is the thing, we can go back and yes, it looked like Donald Trump was well on his way to getting reelected with a great economy. We don't know what the economy is going to be in the fall. We don't know if we'll have a second wave of the coronavirus. We're not sure. There's uncertainty. But the uncertainty as it has got a lot of people worried Well, can President Trump stand all of this being thrown at him you know he withstood impeachment he withstood the lies of the Russian hoax and investigation and they're still after him so expect more and worse things to happen but there's a shaking going on in this country the foundations I think will hold strong because the foundations of freedom start with citizens like you and me and we can look where it needs to be changed. Where there is this race—I'm uh, not going to use that word, racism. That's a word I don't want to use after last week's show. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to last week's show. But this favoritism that's been in this country for centuries, and our country is 200, and, uh, what 50 so years old—not quite, but just getting approaching that. But we're talking about 400 years since the uh, since the first slaves were brought over. But you know what? I told you before, the very first slave came over with the conquistador, Hernando de Soto, coming through, and he escaped. The slave escaped and lived with the Chickasaw Indians in North Mississippi, maybe North Alabama. So... What I'm telling you is history, as we've been shown, we've been taught and trying to be redone and rearranged by the far left. But the thing we all need to understand is the fact that this shaking is going on, the riots, the looting, the protest, and it has uncertainty in the air. The left wingers love it. But the thing about it, you need to remember, the foundations of American independence are strong because it depends on the citizens who love freedom. What you see in Seattle, the love fest, what the mayor calls it, it's not freedom. They have a fence around there with armed guards and keeping the police out. So who's fighting crime in there? Nobody's fighting it. They think it's going to be a love fest. Well, who pays for love fest? Nobody now. And that country's not going to survive long without people who want to work and love their country. We have enough Americans that love our country, that can see through the, the lies of the media. And there's one thing last week that happened. When Donald Trump brought uh, black leaders into the White House, there is a Republican, that he's been on this radio show Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, Ray Jackson, Rainier Jackson. You can go back in the archives and listen to the show. We had him on, and he was at the White House. And this is what he had to say about the media. And, well, I t- they told me, hang on, it is time to have a update here. So let me remind you first you're listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net we're glad to have you in just a moment we're going to hear from uh, ray jackson as he was at the white house last week and i remind you he's been on our show before on doc holliday's rock splitting politics you can go back in the archives and listen to that show outstanding show with mr jackson but before we get into that I'll remind you, too, that we got a book out called Bedrock Truths. I was just talking about the foundations of American freedom, and there's a book called Bedrock Truths that I wrote along with Dr. Alveda King and Dr. Alex McFarlane. So you can get that book, click on a picture of it right on our website here at uh, webtalkradio.net, and you can order that book. We'd love to get it out to you. Now, one more thing I want to say before we hear uh, what Ray Jackson told the president at the uh, White House last week is I want to remind you that as this election heats up, more and more things are going to come out. These left-wingers are desperate, and we we are likely to see some desperation plays by the Democrats. And they got Joe Biden down in the basement. That's where we want to keep him because they can't let him go out and speak uh, publicly very long at all. So a lot to watch for in f- coming weeks. with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics we will bring you some stories and things you may not hear anywhere else, and that's why you're listening to us. And right now, let's see what Ray Jackson had to say last week at the White House, speaking directly to the President of the United States.
2: Ray Jackson, thank you, Mr. President, and thank you, Daryl, for inviting us to this roundtable here. I'm from St. Louis, originally live here in, in Virginia. But what I'd like to say to you, Mr. President, is kind of, off the beaten path, I'd like to say to all the media assembled here that I wish they would quit lying about what you've done specifically for the black community. So you got radical liberal journalists like Joy Reed from MSNBC, Don Lemon from CNN, Roland Martin, who are putting more poison into the black community than any drug dealer who are killing more black folks than any white person with a sheet over their face. How are they doing it? Spreading these lies about the economy you have, Mr. President, before the virus, was a continuation of Obama. That's that's factually not true. I have a degree in accounting. I keep up with the economy. They're lying. So to all these folks on MSNBC, CNN, Roland Martin, were you afraid to have real black Republicans who know what the hell they're talking about? If you want to know the truth, if you want us to dissect the Obama economy, let's do it. And I think, Mr. President, your record would win the debate. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you know, it's interesting you say that. but. You-
1: and you heard that clip of Rainer Jackson or Ray Jackson, and, and he told the president, look, I want to, when he had to speak up about what he wanted to say to the president, he, he looked at the media. He 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 took his eyes off the president and looked at the media that was in the room and said, basically told him to stop lying about what the president had done for black Americans. The president has done a lot for black Americans. And that's what Mr. Jackson was telling the press. And he said, you don't ever see him on CNN, do you? They don't invite people. They don't invite people who have a dissenting uh, voice from what they want to present. But Mr. Jackson, the African American, for years has, has been advocating for the black communities to stop just giving their vote away to the Democratic Party. And we'll see if he can, in this time, I told you earlier, I've, this nation is in a time of shaking. Would you believe, some people believe, that Donald Trump's going to get more black vote than any Republican since probably Eisenhower? Some people believe that. We'll see. It's an amazing thing to look at if people like Mr. Jackson can have a bigger voice in what's going on with politics and what's going on with, with voters in the black communities. And there's also another voice, a very loud voice, and she's got, a, I believe, a serious XM radio show, and uh, her name's Sonny Johnson. And, uh, and here, take a listen to what she told the president.
3: It was Trumpish. Out of everybody in this room, so you' going you' gonna have to forgive me. Um, the black community is not doing okay. Like I, I understand the perspective and the uh, the desire to put out this talking point, but. It's not, okay? And I can do it in a simplistic way of just saying, what are the first things you did when you first came into into uh, the presidency? The very first things you did was like remove regulation and taxation at high levels. Think about the black community that has been under democratic rule, progressive rule for 60 years. How many rules, how many regulations, how many different forms of taxation are on the books in those areas that are preventing our communities from actually being able to see sustainable growth that we can keep keep and get ourselves out of this uh, tread of generational poverty. We are not okay when it comes to things like education because we are not able to get quality uh, choice into our communities because we don't have any position or power before our school boards to be able to fight for those things, and not just to get charters in, but to also bring some kind of reformation to the public school system as it stands too. So yes, as well as criminal justice reform, and a lot of other things as well as health and things we could put uh, down the list, all of these things have been under Democratic control for 60 years, and they are not going to change until you, we have a Republican Party that is willing to go into these communities and actually offer a choice to these people about how we can do things differently. Because the way it is structured now, the only choice that we get is left or either further left. And we're not getting the opportunity to actually vote on what we look at as conservatism equally applied. The, the very basic economic principles that we on the right say are significant in our success and seeing the success in our country, those are not being offered at the local level in black communities. So basically, we're asking to grow out of concrete because we don't have the fertile soil in these areas to make everything flourish and bloom the way my generation would like to see it. So I think the numbers and statistics about my generation are not gonna be out for 20 years. You're not gonna see that we have started to change the dynamic within families. We have started to change the dynamic within marriage. We have started to change a lot of the negative dynamics that are still brought up in statistics today involving us our generation is working on making sure those things change. And nobody looks at us and sees the power we have to be effective in making change this generation and not just waiting for the next layer of statistics to come out. So until we can actually get an honest dialogue on the right out into the ether, then you're going to keep on having, you know, the fake news media spread lies because we aren't there giving another choice as to how these things could be done. And it's going to continue to go left if we aren't there giving an option to make it go right. And that's, like, the biggest thing that um, we are having trouble with on the right is, like, understanding how government works we are a republic, that means local government has the most power over citizens' lives, as well as how to take that and put it into a cohesive message that can be spread to the black community that will already engage upon what we already know. If we looked at like the, The photos of you uh, before you became president and you were taking pictures with Snoop and you were taking pictures with all the icons of hip hop. You did that, I think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but you did that because you saw capitalists, you saw branders, you saw entrepreneurs, you saw people that were willing to take a chance and make things grow that is that is us that is the black community and i would like to see a challenge from you to see how many in the black community can put their names on the side of a building coming out of this if we're really going to reshape and reform the way that we do this issue that challenge because that's what we need more now than ever and we need it to be focused and centric on the black community not into letting people come in and gentrify areas that are traditionally ours
2: and you don't need closed police departments.
3: No, no, we we need the police. But if you take a terms like if you take and look at what happened at Ferguson, because Ferguson is like where Black Lives Matter really came out. I ain't gonna say it was born because you know people will fight about that. But if you go back and you look at Ferguson, um the DOJ did a report on Ferguson, and what came out of that report was that the mayor's office was using the police force as a taxation unit. So they were forcing interactions between police and the citizens as a way for them to raise money and bring money into the mayor's office. That was causing over-policing. So it is not the fault of the police, nor is the, part, uh, the fault of the citizenry, what the legislator and the executive branches of city government are, put, are um, putting into legislative practice.
1: Whew, didn't sona ever did she ever come up for a breath in that uh what she had to speak to the president, but she was right on on so many things in the black community and and we're seeing a president that's been accused by the mainstream media they try to paint a picture of a president who's out of touch with the black community, a president who doesn't care about the black community, and a president who doesn't need needs no votes from the black community that's really what they're doing they're a campaign arm for the Democratic Party and yet the president had black leaders on June the 10th talking about what's going on in their communities and what the president can do to help and and I played just a couple from uh Sony and, and Mr. Jackson so Could there really be a shaking going on? Are there enough black Americans so just so disgusted by the last 50 years, disgusted living in these uh, cities where the big American cities where violence and crime is rampant and they got mayors and left-wing activists calling for no police force? I, I don't think so. Do you think if there's no police for the black community to be protected and see who cares about them, and when they hear, when they really hear the news of what President Trump wants for the black community, and they're building up their cities and building up their businesses to support their communities, do you think some of them might say, let's give President Trump a chance? Well, that's what we've been told that the, President Trump has the potential. To get more black vote than uh, since Eisenhower or before. We're going to find out. And this is having a show like this is in the battle. What's going on in America? And I'm glad you're listening to Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics and you're listening to us right here on WebTalkRadio.net. I have one thought before I leave you today. I remember back in, we started this show back in the days of the Tea Party remember they were big groups of tea parties tens of thousands sometime there was over a million at one time a tea party March down the streets of Washington DC didn't get any press coverage they acted like nobody was there but I will say this that if uh, if you look at the American Revolution and Tea Party movement there was no violence there was uh, there was never trash left and and it's so different when you look at what's going on with uh, the, the far leftists who wanted to kill, destroy, break things down, and have violence, riots, looting, it's more like the French Revolution than the American Revolution. Remember, the French Revolution was without God. The American Revolution had God and preachers. And the gospel being taught, not everybody was a Christian that was involved, but there was, there was a sense that God needs to be a part of this. But the French Revolution said, "Let's do away with God." And what happened? The leaders began to chop each other's head off. And I think we'll see that more and more as these uh, left wingers uh, fight to uh, push their agenda. And it should fail like all leftists, all Lenin, all communists. They always do. They fail the people they give promises to. See you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics.
0: Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit docholiday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.